Blog Talk Radio. And this is what happens when Seth hosts the show. There's no <laughs> intro. It goes to blank. I don't understand. This is so freaking frustrating. Welcome to the first of, well, the rebirth or the rebooting of Seth and Sean. Not really a huge reboot. Um, but, yeah, we're in different sides of the country now. There's no more, yeah, we've sure. gone from New York to New York to Hoboken, New York, to Hoboken, well, now Livingston, Atlanta. It is uh, definitely an interesting way of living down here. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. A busy, busy week. Uh, we're, we're really sorry that last week it just didn't work out. I was in the midst of traveling. Seth obviously is in the midst of his busy season. So our hiatus of one week, just call it a transplant, because that's exactly what happened. We just couldn't, we couldn't make it work. Uh, from now on, we will. Um, we will attempt to do it as best as we can on Monday afternoons. If we need to go to a Tuesday, we will, but we'll let you know in advance as to when that is going to happen. A two-week busy streak, and we'll talk first Bryce Harper, then we'll go on to the first, um, the first day of the wacky, wacky NFL uh, free agency that was today. And oh, my talk goodness. about stupid money being spent, but it was, and we'll talk about that in about 15 minutes. We'll go on to the bad ownership that plagues New York sports just in general, but more so in the Knicks than anywhere else that I can remember in since George Steinbrenner. I mean, and George Steinbrenner was a hell of an owner. I would have loved to have had George Steinbrenner as an owner. But there were times where you're kind of, in the 80s, you were kind of like, eh, this is touch and go, this isn't what I want. And you got a little bit of that this weekend with James Dolan, and you continue to get it. And we'll, we'll get to that close to the bottom of the hour, and then we'll talk about really the best pitcher in New York sports history, if you don't include Babe Ruth, and the sad demise of that player and that person, and that would be Tom Seaver, Tom Terrific. So we'll talk about that around the 45-minute mark. But we've been gone for two weeks. Bryce Harper, congratulations, Seth. You predicted one right. Well done. Gee, thanks. Really went out on a limb on that one, didn't I? Well, I um, mean, you only guessed four times. I mean, we kept <laughs> guessing different places. So 13 years, $330 million. Let me ask you, Seth, when you first heard the numbers, what did you think? What was your instantaneous reaction? 13 years and $330 million. What did you think? For a guy who's had one great year, a few very good years, I mean... Is he one of the four or five best players in baseball? Mm, probably not. Maybe. I don't think so. Um, Philly wanted a guy that they could put, you know, that they could put they could put on the uh, on the billboards. They wanted sales. They wanted sales. And the team has been mediocre for the last five years, six years. I mean, you'd know better than me. Mike Trout's not coming out for another two years. They had to make a splash. This was their splash. Well, they definitely um, got the sales, right? They got $880,000 in ticket fees 
in ticket in ticket sales within 24 hours of the signing. So they get uh, that's not that means they have 329 million to go, but they did make three they did make almost a million dollars in the first 24 hours. So they did get that. What what did you think of the years and the total? 330 being the long uh, being the most ever, not on a per year basis, but certainly uh, for the for the total. Uh, overtaking Giancarlo Stanton, and 13 years, no team, no, uh, no contract has ever been over 10 years. And the first 10-year contract, can you name the first 10-year contract? Dave Winfield. No, Dave Winfield was the second 10-year contract, which tells you how long ago it was. First tenure contract was a guy named Wayne Garland. He signed a from the Cleveland Indians with the Cleveland Indians in 1978, two point eight million dollars, or basically what Bryce Harper will make in the first 20, 20 days of the baseball season this year. That was the full tenure contract for Wayne Garland. Garland made it through two years and retired. Years, $330 million. You hear those numbers, what do you think? I thought, well, you got to pay a premium to, want to, to live in Philly, is what I thought. Um, it's, I guess the thought process is by that point, by, by the time you hit the last eight, because there's no, if I remember correctly, there's no out clauses, there's I don't. There, I don't think there's a no trade, but there's no out clauses. Am I right? So there is a no trade clause. The the entire thing is no trade. You cannot trade Harper without his permission, starting on day one. There are absolutely no out clauses in this contract. Scott Boris wanted one. Harper said no. This is my team. This is going to be my team. I'm going to put my name and stamp on this team. That's where you are. I have no massive opinion on it, to be honest. Like, this is what we thought the number was going to be. The years are more. So by the time you hit year 10, year 11, he's going to be the DH anyway, because by that point, the National League probably will have a DH. Sorry to tell you. Yeah, not so, too happy about that, but understood. You're, you're paying for – look, everyone gets hit at the end of these at the end of these – contracts. Pujols, Cabrera, none of the, you know, well, Pujols never lived up to it from the outset with, with the Angels. Cabrera certainly did for the first four or five years with Detroit. You know, you're paying for the first six or seven years of the deal. And okay, it's... But there is a difference here, right? So Pujols was a free agent, I believe, at age 29 or 30. No, actually, I'm sorry, it was 31, because he got a 10-year deal, which ended at 42. Cabrera gets that extension starting, I believe, at age 29 or 30. Bryce Harper starts at 26. So there is definitely some upside here that you might not – you may not have seen the best of Bryce Harper yet. While you knew you definitely had I would actually hope we haven't. Right. But you obviously so had seen the signed. best of probably Cabrera and Pujols. No, Pujols was already on the downside of his career. The signing was inane. Um, 
the Cabrera contract. Cabrera was also a first baseman slash outfield. Was a first baseman slash DH. Yeah. So you, yeah. you knew you were. You were. This is what you were getting. You were getting somebody, and he's lived up to that. He's not much of a fielder, but he's been for five or six years. He was one of the best hitters in baseball, and I think sometimes you need to do this to to get people in. Yeah. Because otherwise, because otherwise, people. By the way, Bryce Harper is just on the sports center. I grew up in front of these fans. I didn't know if I fit into their long-term plan. About $100 million of that contract was deferred. It's like, what does that do for me? What does that do for my family? It's kind of hard to take that. It's kind of hard to take, take stuff like that seriously. Excuse me. Um, no, so Harper... We're talking nine. The first by the time he's thirty-five, thirty, you expect for the next ten years he's going to be a top five to ten outfielder. That would be my expectation of what Philly expects from the deal. If they don't get that, then the deal has not been worth it. The last two or three years you're paying, you're just overpaying. You know, you know that's how this works. But that's, I don't think people want to go to. He didn't want to go to Philly. He wanted to go to the Yankees. Cabrera probably did want to stay in Detroit, but they were going to have to pay him above and beyond to do it. Pujols, I don't know. But it's not like the Angels were a great draw. Either in there, it's a good area. Artie Marino's a good owner. They wanted to make a splash. That's how you make the splash. Now they're paying for it. So I'll tell you, I was actually impressed with the contract. I was impressed by Bryce Harper with it. And it, it's, it's very hard to say that when it's 13 years of $330 million, but I was. And a couple of things surprised me. One is there are no opt-outs in this contract. And that took me by major surprise, given the fact that Machado got one, right? And I mm-hmm. think Harper would have gotten one if he asked for it, but he actually instructed Boris that he, did, that he didn't want one. That gives a little bit of credence to Bryce Harper, in my opinion. Now, I get the, the $100 million blah, 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 but we talked about that two weeks ago where that was completely a PR stunt by the Nationals. They said, we offered him 10 years at $300 million. Well, the fact of the matter is, he didn't. We offered him 10 years and $180 million until he turned 65, and then he gets another $100 million. So I think what Harper's saying is, look, guys, the Nationals offered me this nice contract. It was a nice contract, but it wasn't anything. I don't want to be the bad guy here that I turned it down because I didn't turn down $100 million. I turned down 181 or 184 whatever it was. And I think that's all basically a PR concept for Harper more than anything else. But, look, is he one of the top five players in baseball right now, let me ask this, Seth. Which five players would you take in the next five years over Bryce Harper? Because I'm not sure there are five. I don't know either. I, I was, I, I would, well, would you take Mookie Betts? Yes. So Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. Okay. Yes. Would you uh, take Nolan Aaron, Nolan Aaron Dondo? Probably. Now, granted, he's earning $28 million. He's actually earning more than Harper over the next five years. So Colorado, had, just put, Colorado had to overpay to keep him. 
Not saying and I'm not that sure that they overpaid. I think that's probably what his what the Yankees would have offered because they would have gone after Arenado pretty hard. Would you take Harper over Judge? Yes. Yes, a hundred percent of the time. I think okay. Harper's All better teams out there. I think Harper's a better right? defensive player. I think Harper's a better defensive player. We've seen Aaron Judge do this for a year and a half. I understand. Right? I mean, yeah, I, I take him over Aaron Judge. So, where where else are we going in, with this? A guy like Correa? Last year was a bit of a anomaly, but would you take someone like a Carlos Correa? I'd probably take Correa over him only because Correa is a shortstop, and that's a yep. very – it's a much more difficult position. But I wouldn't take Manny Machado over him. Machado is the shortstop third baseman. Uh, Correa is, I think, 22 years old. I'd probably take Correa. Okay, so – Like, Dor? I mean, like, yeah, I think he'd be there. Okay. At this point. I, I don't know if he'll be there five years from now. I don't. I don't know who's coming up. I don't know if you have Vlad Guerrero Jr., Fernando sure. Tatis Jr. I, who the hell knows? Wow, I am actually very impressed that you knew Fernando Tatis. I am beyond shocked that you know Fernando Tatis Jr. Well done, sir. Uh, thank you. By the way, we're also very old in the fact that we were kids when Fernando Tatis Sr. was still playing yeah. ball. That is true. Ladies and gentlemen, we are definitely just old. But, uh, okay, so so Harper signs, Arandano's off the board. Trout is, is there in two years, and we see Harper already doing his best to get him, to, to solicit him. You think Tripp makes a move? I don't. I think he's worried. I mean, look, we're looking two years out. We don't know what what the future brings. But it sounds like he's pretty good. And you know Artie Moran going to shortchange him out there. No, Artie's going to pay him $400 million to stay. Yep. yep. Um, I don't know. He's a Philly kid. or He's, he's, a, North, he's a Southern Jersey kid. He, I think California fits him well. He's, you know, one of the frustrations I think baseball has had with him is he's not somebody – who, um, you know, needs wants the publicity or needs the publicity. Um, so I think there's a good chance he will stay. I think the problem is the team is not competitive. And what he may need, what he may have to do, is there may be, need to be some kind of evidence to say that this team is going to be competitive in the near future. Because he doesn't, he don't, he doesn't want to be Ernie Banksish, for lack of a better term. I agree. And when you, when it comes right down to it, Billy Epler, who used to be the G, the assistant GM for the Yankees, has moved on to the Angels. And right. While it was a bottom five farm system, now in the top ten of Keith Law and ETN. So maybe there are, are reinforcements coming up. That Pujols contract is going to stick like a damn anchor for for the Angels, but they can move around and work around that. And I think they, well, I think much, they will. I think, how much is sorry. left on that? Do you know how much is five left? On, I can look. Is it that much? Five, 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's close to five years. It may be four years, but it, it's close. I mean, it's a it, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's thirty million per year or twenty eight million. I mean, it's, it's it's substantial money. If you can look it up, that would be great. Again, if you'd I like will. to call in, I know we talk about this every week. We love hearing from you guys. Seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six. Seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six. That's going to look up Pujols, and we're going to continue down the baseball free agency. There are a couple of guys still out there. Spring training is in its second. Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell are still unsigned. Adam Jones just signed a three $3 million deal to play with the Diamondbacks, which are really strange seeing him in Arizona, especially with my family out there, and I'll, I'll go see them at least once this year. Just a strange concept coming from uh, where he was with Baltimore, a, a life, uh, a, a career-long Baltimore guy uh, traded for, I can't remember who, he was traded with Chris Tillman. I'm trying to remember who the trade was for, um, Baltimore to Seattle. But it, guys, if you if you remember who that trade was for, please let us know, 760-283-0846. The one thing I'm concerned about, look, I'm a Mets fan, everybody knows this, that's a Yankees fan. I was so pumped that the that the Mets made all these trades that they made these signings. They were good to go. They looked like they were really look, if they healthy and went well, they were probably the favorite in that division along with Washington and Atlanta, maybe a young people, young players did after last year. Now you got Bryce Harper going in that division, staying in the division. Washington reloads with Victor Robles and Brian Dozier, and Harper goes into the one spot where they need him the most, and that's Philly. And now Philly, if Philly's rotation comes through, look, if they could sign a Dallas Keuchel, that would be tremendous. But that division just looks stacked. Other than Miami, who basically is 20 losses to the rest of the division, anybody in that any Four teams can win that division, and it just makes the NL East one of the two hardest divisions in baseball right now. And I believe next week, no, in two weeks, we'll be having our Major League Baseball preview where we'll pick the divisions and once again be completely wrong like we are every other year with every other prediction that we have. Because for some reason, Seth and I can never predict anything correctly, Trout winning an MVP. Once in a while, we get that correct. Seth, how many years uh, is Mr. Pujols left? Two after this year. So three years in total. Okay. I mean, definitely, look, after – so two after this year. So one after Mike Trout is is done, or at least this contract is done. So it'll be interesting because they've talked about buying out Pujols for the last year or two of his contract, and it will be – very interesting to see whether that is uh, combined with a re-signing of Mike Trout in a couple of years. But right now they have to go through uh, one more year with uh, at least one more year with, with Albert Pujols, who has a bad foot, who is slow as molasses. I think I could beat him in a race, even with my two herniated discs. You, he's not going to improve. I think that's the one thing about Bryce Harper that you are. You're, if you're Philly and you're holding your hat on, is that Bryce Harper is 26 years old, and he has the actual potential to improve upon what he's done, not necessarily just stay with what he's done. He could be the NL version, and people have been saying this for years, he could be the NL version of Mike Trout. 
And I think that's what Philly is hoping for. I think, quite frankly, I think that's what every baseball fan is hoping for. Everybody likes this guy. You either like him or you hate him. I think most people like him if they were on, if he was on their team. And the only reason they hate him is because he's just got so much talent. So, no. all right. No real art. Yeah. Okay, so let so from stupid money, which is what Philadelphia described as having at the beginning of this free agent period. Man, what the heck happened in the NFL today? First of all, do you want to talk about Antonio Brown first or last? Because we have to talk about him and, and the effect that he's going to have on players going forward. Or do you just want to talk about the stupid money first? Because I am shocked and actually quite proud of my Jets for mostly staying out of it. The, the move that the two moves that the Jets have made, I thought have been pretty good moves. Um, I, I don't know. If, you, I don't know if you, you saw the James Crowder sign. Yeah, he got he got paid a little bit more than I would have liked. Uh, he got eight million dollars for three years, so twenty four in total. No, a little bit more than that. I'm sorry. No, he got, got twenty eight million. Twenty eight, twenty four guaranteed, or something like that. Guaranteed. Yeah, so a little bit more than I would have liked for a slot receiver, but I'm. I'm okay with it. I love the trade that they made with the Raiders, uh, getting Oskende in in the fact that they needed offensive line help, and they got it. Uh, He's $10 million for the next two years, but at the end of the day, none of it is guaranteed. So I love that type of deal. As we say in in all sports, there is no such thing as a bad one-year deal. None. So if he's going to get one year and be awful and no guaranteed money after this year, fantastic. Let's, let's do it. The Giants have stayed out of it in total. And I'm no, a little surprised. They made, they made the trade for uh, – traded Olivier Vernon for Kevin Zeitler, which I think right. most Giant fans are static about. Um. And when we see the number that Landon Collins just signed for, which, I mean, God bless him, why? Well, nobody saw this number. Nobody saw this number coming. No, but doesn't that make it even – here's my issue No, we're first they didn't trade him at the deadline if they knew they weren't going to re-sign him. No, I would have given you another one. Why didn't they just franchise him and look to trade him? The franchise number was $11 million. He got 14. Yeah. I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I, I don't – look, I'm not a Gettleman fan. Um, I think this was handled very badly. I cannot believe he got $84 million. I cannot believe And he got believe it from the Redskins. And he got it well, from the HGTR. If one team was going to spend it – Ridiculous, spend ridiculous. We know, we know it's Dan Snyder. We've seen this many times before. Um, it's a straight overspend. And look, he's a good he's a good safety. Coverage isn't great, but he's a good safety. He's a good leader. He's a good player. He's not Ronnie Lott. He's not Kenny okay. Easley. Okay, but, <laughs> okay. You na- you named two Hall of Famers. Come on. I mean, well, we're talking many, $84 million. That's why I can name two Hall. Okay, but let's let's talk about the best safeties in the game. And are even they Hall of Fame? So the top safety in the game that's 
that's making money is Eric Berry. Is Eric Berry a Hall of Famer right now? Because I don't think he no. is. No. Okay. So he's not a Hall of Famer, and that's the top safety in the game money-wise. Pairing Landon Collins to Kenny Easley or Ronnie Lott, I think, is an over-dramatization. Right? Because I think those are the guys I don't making think the money. So. Look, if you are getting this kind of money, that is, to me, that is your comparison. We're not talking of quarterback where the average quarterback makes $17 million or $18 million. We're talking a position that nobody makes over 11 or 12. Agreed. So you are Agreed. now talking unprecedented territory for this position. So if I'm talking unprecedented territory for this position, I think I should have the I think I should have a Hall of Famer at this position for that kind of number. Okay, I I can buy that. I can I can buy that. Now, all right. So the the one thing that got at the Landon Collins and and let's understand every day over. Can we agree on that? Every single so everyone's overpaid, yeah. Every single one. Because the only way that you're getting guys on day one of free agency is to pay more than the guy behind you. So that means that there is going to be bargain. Like, uh, Trey Flowers getting $18 million is an overpay. Like, tremendous overpay. Uh, I what the heck is the guard's name, uh, the tackle's name that was a seventh-round pick gets traded to the Patriots Trent Brown. Brown goes to the goes to the Raiders and gets seventeen million dollars. He was traded for a sixth round pick last year. Like again, an overpay. Everything on day one of the free agency market is an overpay. So, with that in mind, I agree that Landon Collins certainly was overpaid. No question. But the thing that gets me about Landon Collins weren't anything else is the position that he played. Last year, there were eight or nine safeties waiting in training camp to get money, to, to get a contract. Kenny Vaccaro was waiting to get money. Eric Weddle was earning $6 million. Like, and here, it seemed like last year the safety market wasn't there because of one Eric Reed and how people were concerned about the um, – excuse me – concerned about how it would look with the blacklisting and all that stuff. And now it looks like the safety market has taken off. But here's your comparison. If Landon Collins is getting $18 million a year, what's Earl Thomas getting? Because that's the Hall of Famer that you should be comparing to. Also five years older and coming off a pretty bad injury. Okay, fair. So if he got a one-year deal of $18 million, what would you say that? Overpay or not? Yes, overpay. Okay. To me, there's no bad one-year deal. He's right, I, under- so I understand. Yeah. Um, um, so, so let's go through some of these deals and, and give me give me some. I, I mean, I've looked at some of them. Danny Amendola goes to, I believe, the Lions, correct, with Matt Patricia, yeah. same as Trey Flowers does. Look, he gets a couple of the Patriot way guys, but there's something about when players leave Belichick, the shine comes off those players. It's been happening before. Jamie Collins just got released. 
look, both of those are tremendous. First of all, Amendola getting another, I think it's $5 million, is ridiculous, considering the guy can't stay healthy for more than three games in a clip. And then Flowers getting, I think it was a four-year, $72 million contract. I, I no, he, five, I think he got five and 90. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just add another 18 and another year. Fine. There you go. But so, tell me some of the other, other signings that happened today. I'm sorry, I'm not in front of the computer, ladies and gentlemen. I am driving. So uh, I'm okay. trying to have a social life here Nick, in Atlanta for the first time. So, Nick Fole. Oh, yeah, or that Nick, was the one that jaw dropped. Who wanted Nick Foles other than Jacksonville? Wait, ladies and gentlemen, four years, $88 million. How much was guaranteed? 30? 50. million. dollars $50 million was guaranteed. Yeah. Plus yeah, I got, $14 I, I don't, million. We're not done. Ladies, $14 million ladies in gentlemen, hold on. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, let's understand. Jacksonville had a very bad salary structure to begin with. They were they were just under the cap. They had to cut Malik Jackson today, or, or a couple of days ago, who went to Philly for three years and 30, which I actually think is not it's a good deal. Over I, think, I think that's a great oh, I think deal. That's a good deal. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. To make a lot of adjustments to bring in Foles. So they got worse to get Foles. So they gave up a lot. So, okay, continue on. I'm sorry. So four years, $88 million, 50 guarantees, 14, and I assume there's a lot more in incentives. $14 million in incentives. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I Frank think a Gore. lot of that has to go – a lot of that has to go back to who the quarterbacks for Jacksonville have been in their history, right? I mean, right. their history is littered with bad quarterback play. From Kyle Bowler to Blake Bortles to David Gerard, 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 Gerard. I mean, the last Pro Bowl quarterback that that team had was Mark Brunel, who was their first quarterback. Yes, he was. So this might solidify the – look, uh, James DiPolino. DiPolino? Yeah, the John, offensive coordinator. John DiPolipo? Darn it. Almost had it. Okay. He gets a guy that he knows because he was the he was the quarterback coach in Philadelphia and then moved to offensive coordinator in Minnesota and then got released from Minnesota for Kevin Stepanski. Wow, I don't know why all this is flowing out of my head today. This is great. Anyway, so you did all that. So he's very familiar with Nick Foles. But that is, when I saw that on ProFootballTalk.com, there are not many contracts that make my jaw drop because, quite frankly, it's not my money, and I really don't care. But this one, this one was very interesting to me. So thirteen million in incentives. Does it say what the incentives are for? I I don't have a cop. Let me see. Um, I don't know, and to be honest, I just kind of stopped listening at at fifty million, at eighty-eight million. 
to me, Foles had I one great yeah, and one great, one great year. year back in the second year in like 2014. And then he had about four mediocre years. And then he played two really good games, the Super Bowl and the NFC title game. He was horrendous before that. Horrendous. Yeah, he was he, – they were threatening to actually pull him and play Nat Sutterfield, if I correct, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it is mind-boggling. Now he may end up being fine, but they don't have great receivers. Their running back situation for Net is who knows what you're getting into. But they are a good defense. It is a guy who has led a team to winning the Super Bowl. It's just it's an obscene amount of money. For and somebody. who was he bidding? And who was he bidding? Who was he bidding, they bidding against? against? Uh, that, that's part of the other thing, right? I mean, were they bidding against the Raiders? No. Were, they, were the Giants in this? Uh, I can't believe no. the Giants were actually in it because they want, from what I understand and reading, they want the Kansas City philosophy, which is mind-boggling. So they weren't in it. Who who else was looking for a quarterback? You know, Washington wasn't. Washington just got Case Keenum to, to sit on the ball for and watch Landon Collins uh, intercepted back. That's another thing, okay? And, Seth, maybe I'm, maybe I'm oversimplifying this, or maybe I'm just looking too deep. The Redskins are not going to win this year. No, they're not. So if you're not going to win this year, if you are – if you're the Redskins, and you're not going to win. My take is you're certainly not going to win with Case Keenum as a quarterback. And Case Keenum is, is a good quarterback. He is not a great quarterback. They have no wide receivers. Their running backs are suspect to begin with. They have had injuries ad nauseum. Josh Reed can't stay healthy. The offensive line is putrid other than Trent Johnson. And the defense is awful. So, basically, if they make the playoffs, I will admit to to eating crow, a whole lot of it, but they would be right now my last place team in the NFC. So why Pull are you signing a safety? Yes. Why are you signing a safety for $18 million? At least Jacksonville has a chance to win their division because the division sucks. That is true. I, 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 I just don't, I, I don't get the, the long-term philosophy. Now let's talk long-term philosophy in Oakland and in Pittsburgh. Because two years ago, Pittsburgh had the best running back in the league and the best wide receiver in the league. And out of those positions, out of those two guys, they are now going to get a third-round pick this year, a fifth-round pick this year, which I believe the fifth-round pick is actually the Bears' fifth-round pick. So it's an even lower pick than the Raiders and they're getting a third-round compensation pick next year, which is after the third round. So let's call it a high fourth-round pick for Le'Veon Bell, and that's only if they don't sign any free agents this year. Seth, how did this happen? How did our Seth and Sean fantasy team, which was the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, become the <laughs> non-Pittsburgh Steelers offense? I don't know. I don't know what happened here. I am... Absolutely baffled by this trade. I cannot believe 
that uh, they could not get more. Oh, new new contract. Adam Humphreys with the Titans, four years, thirty-six million. Um, I I cannot believe they couldn't get more for the best receiver in base in football than a third and a fifth round pick. I would have held on. Kudos, kudos to Mike Mayock, right? I mean, yeah. we, we talk about we, we didn't think Mayock was the guy that that pulled the strings, and he may not. It may be John Gruden, but okay. So let's say kudos the entire Raider front office for holding firm because they were like Jacksonville, the way I feel. They were bidding against itself. Nobody else was taking it. So kudos to them for what I believe is a great deal for them. Now my question to you, kind sir, are we protecting Antonio Brown? Because I'm thinking we are. I think we are too. Um, <laughs> I, I think I kind of, I kind of, I don't mind this from our perspective. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I, I assume we're, we're we got one more year of Bell, Bell and Brown. We're going three. We're going three Steelers next year. Um, yeah. Because I think with Derek, you know, I think with Derek Carr, you know, I, I know that the, the Raiders don't like Derek Carr. I know, or I know John Gruden doesn't seem to be a huge fan of Derek Carr. I know they have interested, excuse me, Kyle Murray. Or Kyle Murray, you have a quarterback at $25 million a year for the next two years. I think Brown will be. Brown is the interesting thing is Brown is going to have to mentor because these are young receivers because they don't have anyone since they traded Amari Cooper. I'm yep. not quite sure. I'm not quite sure he's up for that. Well, but I'll so, tell you one thing: that that guy is going to see 120 targets this year, if not 100, not 120. I'm sorry, he'll get 120 balls. He may see 200 targets by the time this this year is over. He is going to get the ball every day. Every down, every play, he is going to see that ball. Because there is nobody else on that offense. Nobody. It's actually quite no. funny as to how awful that offense is without him. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any way that we don't get him. We don't keep him. I think it would just be foolhardy not to keep him this year. But we'll, not we'll, really we'll address that. We'll, we'll address that in the, in, in the fall when we have to pick that. You know, the one guy that didn't come off the board today is Le'Veon Bell. He did not. And it's an, inter- it's an interesting place to be. I'm sure the Jets have made an offer. I'm sure Houston has made an offer. Wouldn't be surprised. Supposedly Oakland is going to make an offer. I don't know quite know what they're doing with that offer, but they are making an offer. Um. It is a very interesting place, and I'm very yeah, curious. A, where, where do you think he's going? Give, give me, give me, give me the Seth Cayman's prediction that I can count on being wrong. I think he's going to the Jets. Excellent. That's what I want to be wrong because I Agreed. don't want him. I don't want him if I'm you either. I get it. I don't want him at that. that look. Le'Veon Bell is probably the best running back in football. I, I, we, you and I have watched him for how long? What, five years now? Right? And, and seen mm-hmm. what he's done? But at the same time, 
maybe the best running back in football, but he's an absolute mercenary. And right now he has nothing to play for because he's going to get that contract. And then what is he doing? And I don't want to see – I don't want to see a guy that got paid. And that's – I think that's a little bit of the problem with, with Antonio Brown, quite frankly, is he's getting paid. So now what, what does he really have to pay, play for? He's going to get the guaranteed money, so what's next? And it's unfortunate, but that's where my mind's going. I'd rather get Kevin Coleman for, say, $10 million than get um, Le'Veon Bell for 17 and have to deal with that crap because that's what it's going to be, crap. I'm not sure New York is the right place for Le'Veon Bell. Okay, explain. No, he's a, someone who who he does. He seems to like the limelight, like the distract the distractions. Um, I shouldn't say that because prior to this year, there the distractions were de minimis. He would hold out. There's no holdouts going forward. The contract is the contract. I mean, oh wait, wait, we just saw we just enough. saw with Antonio Brown that the contract is not the contract. Oh, he's Antonio contract. Brown has laid the groundwork for an Odell Beckham, for any player, right? You make He did what Terrell Owens wanted to do. He did exactly what Terrell Owens tried to do, except Antonio Brown was successful because this is the first time he's done it. If Terrell Owens had done it only once, I don't think he would have. He got out of San Francisco, right? He got out of there. That was the one time he could have done it. Then he went to Philly and he did it again. You can't continually do it. Because then you're just an idiot and a moron and an asshat. But the fact that you do it once, asshat? you can get paid. I said asshat. You can get paid once, and that's when Antonio Brown did. So just because it's a contract, look, Darrell Rivas did it, right, with New York. And the problem yep. is, he, like I said, he just laid the groundwork for doing it. So, if you don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to the Jets, because you predicted it, so I would say thank you, where do you actually think he's going? I think he's going to the Raiders. So, there was a report today. So, so we're going to have Raider, Raider, Steeler. Awesome. There was a report today, actually, that the, the problem with the Raiders has always been because they are one of the few family-owned businesses that own, that's their only business. Like Jerry Jones has the oil fields, he owns the stadium, he's got a whole lot more than the Cowboys. And if you look at Stephen Roth in Miami, he's got art dealerships and so on and so forth. The only thing that the Raiders have, the only thing that the Davises have are the Steelers. So they don't have the, in, sorry, the Raiders. They don't have the income coming in that all these other teams have, which is kind of why they said they were going to Vegas to begin with. That was part of the deal. They would get a lot of money up front. Yeah. Do they, and the report is that they don't have the cash to sign a Le'Veon Bell up front. They don't have the signing bonus money to sign Le'Veon Bell up front. They just spent $30 million on signing, on signing Antonio Brown. Do they have, say, another $30 million in cash? They have the cap room, but do they have the cash to sign a Le'Veon Bell? I don't know the answer to that question. I'd be interested in knowing, but we're, we're not 
privy to the uh, to the Raider books. Financial. But I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go to the Texans. I think he's gonna wind up in the Texans, which will. Be I think it's a great. Fit. Do you know because I... John Watson takes the majority of his snaps out of the shop, and while Le'Veon Bell is a tremendous receiver, I mean nobody knows that more than you and I. How good of a receiver he is, considering we played in the PPR league. Still, going out of the shotgun is a lot different than going under center, right? I mean, I think that's that doesn't really need to be said all that all that much. So, so the fact is, if Watson is going under center, uh, sorry, is in the gun all the time, and Deshaun and and uh, Le'Veon Bell is used to being under center. That could cause a little bit of a problem. Saying it will, it could. Just a thought. But I, I like the fit as well. I think you got then a great triumvirate, especially with Deshaun Watson still on his rookie contract. So we've heard about the – so the Giants are keeping Eli Manning. I think this has been established with Gettle. I agree. And they must, they must get a quarterback – in the draft, because there's there's no way that they can go another year with just Eli. I think they have to get one, if not two, quarterbacks in that draft. So my question to you simply is, how much are you willing to trade to get that quarterback? I don't think they need to. Look at who's look at who's behind them. I'm just going to take a quick look. Look who's in front of them. Okay, no. Well, both. Let's take a quick look at the draft at the at the draft order. I'm gonna concede at this point that the Cardinals are gonna take Kyler Murray. Good. That's a good concession on your part. Thank you. I think that was very big of me. Um San Francisco is gonna take a defensive lineman. The Jets are gonna take a defensive lineman. Uh, I forget who's four is the Raiders. The Raiders aren't taking a quarterback. Five is Tampa. They just they just upped Winston. They're not going to take. They're not going to bring in a quarterback with Bruce Arians. If they they wouldn't have resigned Winston otherwise, or they wouldn't have extended Winston to bring in a quarterback at one. They didn't. They didn't. Whoa! They didn't extend Winston. No, they they kept his fifth year, but they would yeah. not have kept his fifth year if okay. they weren't planning. If Arians, if they were going to draft a quarterback with the top with the with 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 number five pick, so the okay, question I'll, is, I'll, I'll accept it. Yep. Who trades? So up? the question is, who is going to draft? Who's going to trade up to get to beat out the Giants for this pick? Dolphins. So let's take a quick look at the order. The Giants are six. The Jaguars just spend eighty-eight million on Foles. Not going to trade up. The Bills. Or just drafted Josh Allen are not going to trade up. The Broncos, well, they may, but they just also spent to get Flacco. I'm not yeah, sure they that they would. Wanted... They didn't. They didn't spend anything to get Flacco. Let's understand. No, they, just, they spent a fifth round. They, they, they spent a fifth round pick. They just yeah. traded for Flacco. Not sure that they're trading for. I'm assuming again, kind of based also on John Elway's. To be honest, to be honest, history with drafting quarterbacks. 
I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to want to go want to go defense. They need to rebuild a lot in other positions, and they have flat. They have Flacco for what another two or three years. I think he's got another. I don't think he's a after this year. I could be wrong. No, two years. This year and one more. Okay. The Bengals need everything. They're. I don't think. And again, I don't know if they have second or third round picks that are that they can add in. So you have to move up. I'm assuming. Let's just say number five. You've got if you, to move up three spots. The Jets gave up their first round pick and three second round picks. Yes. To move up four spots, six spots, eight spots, just to hit Tampa. And I don't know if Tampa wants to trade down or not. I have no clue. You've got to give up a lot. You got to give up next year's number one. And probably more. Would you rather have three yeah. second round picks or next year's first round? Probably three second rounds, depending on where well, the pick is going to be. Depending on where the pick is okay. going to be. Right. Depending on where the pick was going to be and the fact that the Jets didn't, were not giving up their first round. I mean, there's that right. too. So, exactly. Okay. I, I, okay. I can see to you that it is a big leap. And the other leaping team could conceivably be Miami. But yes. let's, we got 10 more minutes, so let's move, on to some, let's move on to James Dolan, and we'll come back to this as the draft gets a little closer. So for those that did not hear what James Dolan did last week, or I think it was this weekend, somebody, James Dolan was in the Madison Square Garden. He's the owner of the, of the Knicks. He's also the owner of the Rangers. He was, um, he was, he was exiting the, uh, the concourse or under the stands, and some guy – yelled at him, you need to sell the team. What does James Dolan do? He kicks him out of the arena. He kicked He said, you know what? You're not entitled to your opinion. It's my house. It's not yours. And you need to be gone. And he kicked him out of the arena and may have banned him from all future events. It hasn't been decided yet. My question is, uh, how is this guy any better than Donald Sterling? I don't get it. Because the NBA didn't tolerate this from Sterling. And granted, that was racist as opposed to just being awful. It's his own stupid sandbox. Let him go deal in a private industry that doesn't have fans. I, I, I have a huge issue with this. He, he has become the worst owner in sports to me. Worse than Daniel Snyder, which I didn't think was even possible. No, I think that's your. Uh, I, I think that's your 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 trade off right there. That's your threshold. He is. He is the epitome of a guy who never had to work a day in his life. And you know, thinks he hit over home run and started life not even life on third base. He started life three steps from home, as the outfielder fell when he tried to catch the ball. And there's nobody to throw the ball in. He can do what he wants. You know, now, is he involved with the business, with, with family businesses? Sure. But has he actually built anything or is he? No. Sterling, I'm not going to, I'm not going to defend Sterling. Sterling was a piece of, was a piece of crap. Um, you, are. you know, this is the same question we, we've had for 20 years. Dolan, for some reason, I mean, I don't think Dolan has been awful with the Rangers. No. 
it's just been with the Knicks because he's tried to become involved. He's he's brought in friends, I mean, or people he liked, like Isaiah. It has been a total disaster. And, you know, that team, look, they actually made a couple of decent, you know, the Mitchell Robinson pick looks like it's going to be a decent pick. But, you know, Kevin Knox has been okay. But short of bringing in Durant, which is, I still don't think is going to happen, this team is going nowhere again. Now, you're paying a lot less money to go nowhere, but you're going nowhere. Uh, just for, for those that are for, for those that are first tuning in, there are there is some late breaking uh, football news. Uh, Terrell Suggs is expected to sign with the Cardinals after leaving Baltimore. Uh, really, Sean Jackson was Sean Jackson was traded to back to Philly, which I think is the third time he's in Philly. He went but from think Philly just... to the Redskins, back to Philly, back to Tampa <laughs> Bay, and now back to Philly. So I think this is third time is a charm for him. Tyler Croft, the tight end for Cincinnati, has left to go to uh, left to go to Buffalo. They're all according to ProFootballTalk.com, and uh, Le'Veon Bell tweets that he is quote, "I am so torn right now, decisions," unquote. <laughs> oh, to be so torn for fifteen million dollars. Okay, we got seven minutes left. I want to get into this this week. Look. Seth and I both know my aunt Rachel um, and her um, her partner Eric Hartman, uh, who are good friends with Tom Seaver. And uh, saw them when we were out in San Francisco. They t- they talked a lot about going up to Tom Seaver's vineyard and how he has become a recluse at times, trying to askew the public for whatever reason. He's a very private person. Well, now we know really why. Uh, Tom Seaver's family last week came out and said he is retiring from public life and he will not come he will not be making any public appearances including the 40th 40th 1969 the anniversary of the 1969 Mets World Series champion this summer he has dementia early on that there are when you're a Mets fan in the 1980s I never really saw Tom Seaver pitch for the Mets. Uh, he was really pitching for the Red Sox. Uh, sorry, not the Red Sox. For the Reds at the, the Red. time, and then got traded back very quickly to the to the Mets in 1980, and then was selected in the expansion draft um, or in the entry draft. But the fact is, when you were a Mets fan in the 1980s, all you heard about was how good Tom Seaver and how they wished they could find another Tom Seaver. Tom Terrific. And to hear this, I mean, you go back and you look at the stats that are littered with Tom Seaver from the Mets, and even, look, Tom Seaver, until Ken Griffey broke his record, had the most votes for for a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame candidate. Best best percentage. According to Tim Kirchin, he's one of the top team pitchers of all time, and possibly one of the top five pitchers of all time since 1969. Those are stats that are you, – you, he, he's Clayton Kershaw for 20 years as a writer. And to hear this news, for every Mets fan, puts a lump in their throat in the fact that the next time we will hear about Tom Seaver will unfortunately be his passing. 
and it is horrible news for every Mets fan, for every baseball fan, but mostly for Mets fans, in that this is this is our Babe Ruth, this is our Lou Gehrig, and the, by far the best player. He's number one on the Mount Rushmore for the Mets, and it's a really sad way to go out for anybody, let alone for a hero. And for every Mets fan, he is a hero. I had a Tom Seaver glove, and I am extremely sad to hear of his demise. You got three minutes. Go for it. Have fun with that. <sighs> so I get to follow up on that. Um, okay. What do I even start with? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm actually not sure where I really want to start with, to be honest. I don't really know if I can follow that up. Um I I don't know if, you, if if everyone reads the uh the 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 where in the world is Sean San Diego uh posts on Facebook. Um Where in the world is Sean Palmer, not Sean San Diego. But Carmen oh, Carmen Diego. Well, Carmen San Diego. So yeah. he posted, you know, he's he, sometimes they're longer than than a Dostoevsky novel, but they're usually pretty entertaining. And um, you know, one of the things that, you know, he's been asked by friends, I've been asked by a few friends as well, is, um, you know, is this going to keep going? You know, you guys have been doing it for years. You know, is it a time, is, should we, should, you know, should you stop? You know, are you going to stop, yada, yada. And I think what he said kind of stated the best. Well, first of all, we don't do this in the same room, in case you can, can't tell. So it doesn't really make a difference if he's in Tonga, and I'm in, you know, I'm in. So the thought really never crossed, I think, either of our minds that we would stop doing this. We do it because it's fun. We do it because we like it. And we do it because we've been best friends for 10 years and we get the, we get the chance to talk sports. Isn't that what everybody wants? Like, wouldn't pretty much every guy I know would love the opportunity to do that, have that combination. So... You know, for those of you, the show is not going anywhere. Timing's always been a little difficult because I now because when we started, I was single, and now I have two kids. When I started, I had a business of me, and now I have twelve. Life becomes more difficult, but there are certain things you don't change, and the show is one of them. So next week we go on. We talk probably NCAA tournament. We talk baseball. We talk free agency continued. Probably have a have a Giants beat writer come on. For Sean Palmer, this is Seth Cameron's on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Have a good one, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.